Welcome back to another quick hits video. We are going to talk about how do you know when you're being micromanaged? And Gareth, I'd like you to start us off. Ooh, okay. Uh, I have been micromanaged a couple of times in my career. And the thing that kind of tipped me off was this uneasy feeling, like this slight sense of uncertainty when I was with that. Uh, well, I can think of the most recent incident. I was with this person and that I just was like, um, I've done, I've done the thing. I'm not sure if that's how you wanted it. And it was this really strange, slightly labored conversation where I just felt really uncertain and hesitant about where that person would go next. They also had a really kind of tightly defined idea of, of what they wanted all the time, but they were quite vague at the same time. Mm. So they never really communicated exactly what it was. You only got that when you actually took the initiative to go and do the thing based on the commission at the, at the outset, only to then find that the commission was like whittled down into something fundamentally different to what you thought you'd been given. And it, that was like a pattern. It kept on happening. Yeah, I had an experience where I was in, I was living in cube world. I was sitting in the cubicle in front of my boss and she would literally read my computer screen over my shoulder and tell me I was doing something wrong or ask me to explain why I was doing what I was doing. And it impacted my numbers so badly that I turned my computer screen and would sit over the edge of my desk like this to work so she couldn't see my computer screen behind me. Robin had been forced into adapted child in the corner, just, uh, <laughs> you know, having to. And I think, you know, I think there's two experiences of micromanagement. Experience one, you're micromanaging me. I don't like that. Experience two is Gareth's. I don't feel very easy about this. Something's not quite right, you know. And of course, one is the person who's either experienced it before, has, you know, or has an understanding of it or doesn't like it, just naturally built that way, doesn't like being micromanaged. They've got it. The, the other one, which I think is most of us, are people who are quite nice. Maybe they don't know what a manager should or shouldn't do. And so are accepting behavior that is perhaps inappropriate. And so, you know, when you know, I watch on the TV and I see them saying you're fired and we all nod and go, that's fine. That's OK. And maybe it isn't. You know, maybe that isn't the best role model for us to see. And I think in, in the example of how, you know, whether I'm being micromanaged or not, it, you've got to go with your gut. If you feel uncomfortable, there's some uncertainty and you don't think it's right, you can't pin it all together, then it's time to go with your gut and find out why. What's going on there? Is it me? Is it them? And then really tune up that noise and find out what, and, and, and perhaps, perhaps consider micromanagement as being an issue. What you do with it then, that's a whole different ballgame. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, there's something about, I mean, it le leads on to apathy, but there's something about if you because if we're talking about the sort of sneaky kind of micromanaging where it's not obvious, like in your, in your example, Robin, you're clearly being micromanaged if she's just sort of, what are you doing? What's that? What, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what's going on there. Whereas if you suddenly find yourself, like you say, Gareth, you're a bit uneasy. I think another trigger might be if you've stopped thinking for yourself mm. and, and you, you kind of realize, well, you know, or if, or if an idea pops into your head and you think, well, I, we, we could do this, that would stop. I, just, no, I, I won't do it. I won't do it. And then afterwards, you kind of reflect and think, why didn't I do that? You know, a few months back or before I joined this job, I'd have just done that and it would have been fine. Why am I hesitating? Why am I not just going with my instincts anymore? I think that could be an indicator. Speaking mm. to the point that if you're not allowed to ever make any decisions, if you always have to go to your leader for approval for absolutely everything minutia, yeah, 
that's a good signal that you're being micromanaged. And, and it can be difficult, you know, if, if you work in an environment, say you work in a, in a frontline hospital environment, you know, you might think to yourself, well, my boss is telling me what to do because safety is at stake here. And so therefore I need to follow it, you know, but, but actually there, we need to take some control here and say, well, what elements of this relationship are safety and what elements are just control? Mm. And, and, you know, identify what that is, because I do think there are some roles and there are some uh, there are some industries as well where command and control is very much more the way things happen. And and we sort of come to accept that, well, I'm told what to do. And so I do it. And it's couched in safety, performance, profit, whatever it might be. And because we don't really know much about business, that's what we assume is happening. And I think it's time to stand up to our gut and say, well, if I feel uneasy, then something's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction because there was a, a senior government official I used to work for back in 09. They had the most exacting design and copywriting standards for anything that went out in their name. So Word documents, PowerPoint and so on. That to me never occurred as being micromanagement. I just knew that they had a very particular style. And the moment I was able to tune into that and replicate it, mm. then that's when my life got easier because things got cleared way faster. The quality of content that went out was way better. He was in a much better place. So our relationship improved. So for me, it never felt like it was a problem. Compare and contrast, because it's rarely as obvious as a manager, you know, maybe doing exactly what your manager was doing, Robin, or somebody saying, I need these slides, no more than five slides, 12 point Ariel and no bigger. And you can have no more than 30 words on a slide. Like it's not that obvious. So you have to kind of look for some subtle clues sometimes and just keep in mind Tim's point, which I think is really important. If it feels off, it probably is. If it doesn't, it's probably a bit more in that territory that I've described, the guy that I used to work with. Mm -hmm. So it sounds uh, like, I really like here is that if it's one thing that they're like, this is the way the standards are, that's not micromanaging that standards. But if it's broader, just everything has all these little rules that you're not sure of, maybe that's more micromanaging. Mm. Well, I think if it aligns with the values of the business and the vision, then tick. You know, if the action of your boss is aligning with the value. So, yes, if, if you, I don't know, say you work in a truck mending place and, you know, you're, it's all about getting it out 100% quality and your boss comes down and says, look, I spotted an error there. That's not micromanagement. That's part of the values of the business. But if the boss just comes down and they do it on their, because it's their own values, like maybe it's power, maybe it's anxiety, whatever it might be. But if it's individual, then that's micromanagement. And it's your job as the person to try and identify which of those two it is to then make you decide I need to take action here or not. And as I said before, what action you take, that's a whole different question. Can we get into that a little bit? We only have a couple of minutes, but do we have ideas if you decide you're being micromanaged other than turn your computer screen and lean over the edge of your desk, <laughs> what do you do? Right, I have a thought. Yeah, I have a thought on this. Um, my, so in dealing with uh, management training for a bunch of organizations over the last three years, it strikes me that most people have not had a formal conversation with their manager, which you could describe as either contracting or ways of working. Like it's like some implicit stuff that's just grown up over time about the way that you work. But very few people have actually sat down and said, look, this is how I like to work. These are my preferences. This is the level of detail I need in order to function. 
Um, this is the level of space that I enjoy in order to, you know, use my initiative and come up with ideas. And then to kind of try and meet in the middle somewhere because the manager and the role holder may have preferences that don't fit together that neatly on first sight. But the moment you start talking about that, that's the kind of trigger to, oh, right, I thought that this was helpful when I did this, or I thought that you liked having lots of space. No, I find it completely overwhelming. I need more instruction. Okay, great. And then you can start tweaking with what's there. Mm. What do you All guys about think feedback about and communication, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, everything always is, right? You have to be willing to step up and say, this isn't working for me. And if the organization or your leaders then wants to like shoot the messenger over that, then maybe that's data for whether that's a good good spot for you or not. Mm. I think, you know, it's, you have to be strong and know what you want. You want to know how you should be led. You want to know how you like to work. And often we don't know that, you know, we're not programmed to learn that. We don't learn it at school. So how do I know I'm being led properly because when I don't know myself? So know what you want and what you don't want, and that will help you identify bad management. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge. You have to be able to recognize you're being micromanaged, which we basically said is a feeling of being too, things are too nitpicky um, unnecessarily. And then being able to step up and say to your manager, hey, I need a little more freedom here. What can we do? What does that look like? Mm. If, and, and having the courage I to I wonder if so. sometimes micromanagement may be one step away from that, or maybe it just goes hand in hand as a blame culture. Mm. If, um, you know, because in the absence of being able to micromanage, some managers will therefore look to prove that they should have been given more control in the first place. Um, you know, so that's it could be that as soon as you start to move away from being micromanaged, they're, they're on you and they want to see you make a mistake, yeah. which isn't always the case, but it's could be another red flag on the horizon. <laughs> well, we're at our 10 minutes and it, we're just now reaching the point where it's like, if there's too much blame, if there's too much throw people under the bus, you're going to lead to micromanaging because managers feel like they have to pr protect their job. And if you do it wrong, their job's at risk. I think that's a really great point. Thanks so much for being here and doing this with me. I always enjoy the conversation. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Robin. Bye.